Good tidings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Good Tidings radio broadcast here on WXAN Radio, here on the beautiful windswept hills of Ava, Illinois. I am your radio pastor, Brother David Pinkerton, and I'm sure honored and blessed that you're tuned in today. Uh, Let a friend know about the Good Tidings radio broadcast, if you would. And if you're listening to us, driving around the southern Illinois or the southeastern Missouri area, you're listening on 103.9 FM. Or maybe you're listening to us via the internet at wxanradio.com, and then you pull up uh, the page and you click on Listen Live. Anyway, however you're listening and wherever you're listening from, we're glad that you're here. Thanks for tuning in. Um, Today, here we are. Can you believe it? We're in the month of March. What is this, the fourth day of March here in the year of our Lord Jesus, 2023? And it is a wonderful time. It feels like always that uh, March is that transition month. I noticed it came in like a um, a lamb, and some say it may go out like a lion. Well, the Lord knows. We'll find out. But anyway, uh, here we are, March the 4th. So glad you're tuned in. Open your Bibles this morning to 1 Corinthians chapter 16, 1 Corinthians chapter number 16, I'm grateful that you've tuned in. Like I always say, we're thankful for your prayers, and we want you to rest assured we're praying for you, your loved ones, your businesses, and all of your interests that God would bless and prosper you. There's a subject today I want to deal with that uh, I think would be be very blessed and, and beneficial to every Christian that's listening this morning. And we live in the United States of America, the greatest country on God's terrestrial ball. We have our sins and our faults, and we need to pray for revival in our personal lives and in our region, but also in our country. And we want that. God wants to revive us, and we should desire that ourselves. But we still have the greatest country on the face of God's earth. And I'm glad to be a Christian, glad to be an American. So we're... we're uh, Wanting to share with you today that even though here in the United States of America, we're going through difficult financial times, Uh, inflation is rampant, Uh, products and services are higher than they've been in years, if maybe maybe ever, Uh, the costs of a lot of the things we use on a daily basis like eggs and milk and stuff, we've seen such a drastic fluctuation in those things. The economic outlook for the United States of America is not good. Neither is it for the world. But today I want to share God's word with you, and I want to encourage you that in spite of what the economic indicators may be in the United States of America, from Wall Street, from financial analysts and so-called experts across all social media platforms and all venues across the television networks, if you're a child of God, you've trusted Jesus Christ by faith to be your Savior, and you've been born again of the Spirit, John chapter 3, then you have nothing to worry about. But I want to share with you how you can have no financial worries from this moment forward. Okay, open your Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter 16. This is not for sale. It's not in a bottle. It's not on a PowerPoint presentation. It is just from the Bible, the Word of God. The Word of God is inspired, it's infallible, it's impeccable, it's indestructible, it's pontifical, folks, and it's preserved in heaven. And we can trust it. It's the Word of God. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. It's only profitable if we obey it. So today I'm going to share with you biblical teaching, and if you'll obey it, you will not be hurting financially this year. God will bless you. 
You'll see God's windows of heaven opened up from the book of Malachi, and you'll be blessed. Now, let's get into it this morning with the time we have left. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 1 and 2. I want to deal with you this morning on how to be financially blessed in 2023 from the Scriptures. We're dealing with the subject of giving, and giving is the believer's responsibility. In 1 Corinthians 16, 1 and 2, the Bible says, Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store as God hath prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. Now notice the context in which these verses are found. 1 Corinthians 16, verses 1 and 2. In chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians, Paul deals with some great doctrinal subjects. For instance, in the first four verses, you have the definition of the gospel. Paul defines the gospel as being the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He goes on, he goes on to tell, talk about the great doctrine of the resurrection. He said, Behold, I shew you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, he then discusses the second coming of Christ and closes the chapter by saying, Be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And then he comes to our text today, 1 Corinthians chapter 16. And Paul begins with the word now, concerning the collection for the saints. He has just taken them through the definition of the gospel, the resurrection, and the second coming. And then he comes to now. He says, let's talk about giving. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store as God. Notice this, God hath prospered him. So there's no doubt about it. God's way of financing his work is that his people, Christian people, the redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, the born again, give to support its work. Now, folks, I don't believe personally that it's right for a church to have to go out and beg at Walmart sell vanilla flavoring, popsicles, handkerchiefs, teddy bears, or whatever, in order to pay the bills for the church. I think that's a personal disgrace and a slap in the face to Jesus Christ and the Bible. Christians should support God's work with their tithes and offerings. I want to read something to you I found interesting. Quote, there was a church in our town which thought twas very wise. It tried to pay expenses by selling cakes and pies. But after years of trying, that plan to raise the cash, the folks got tired of buying, and the whole thing went to smash. There was a church in our town, and it was wondrous wise. It always paid expenses by simply paying tithes. For when twas found the tithe did pay, it seemed so very plain. Forthwith, they'd have no other way, not even once again, end of quote. Now, there are three things I want to cover, if I can, this morning in this message about giving, the believer's responsibility, and how you can be blessed financially in 2023. Jot them down. Get a pen out and jot this point down. Number one, the rule of giving. How much should we give? Well, every real Christian should want to know what God Almighty expects of him or her on this matter of giving. And I think I can show you from the Scripture here in the next few minutes, folks, that our giving ought to begin with at least 10% 
And that's where we get the word tithe. Nobody should think of anything less than 10%. Immediately someone says, oh, that's under the law, Pastor David. That's under the Old Testament. And if you say that, you're right. It is in the Old Testament. But that doesn't mean that it's not binding on you. It doesn't mean it's not binding, right? I say this. I say, thou shalt not kill. Well, you say, that's Old Testament law. Yes. But it's just as wrong to kill or commit murder today as it was under the law. But let's go back before the law. Abraham is the first man mentioned in the Bible who paid tithes. Genesis chapter 14, verses 18 through 20. And that was before the law was given. He gave 10% to Melchizedek, which was a type of Christ. Now I want, you, I want to ask you a question. What made Abraham decide to give 10% when God had not instructed him anywhere in the writing to do so? Did he just happen to decide? Oh, I want to give 10%. Well, let's leave Abraham for a minute, and let's look a little bit further into the Scripture, folks. The next fellow in the Old Testament you find tithing is Jacob. You'll find that in Genesis chapter 28, verses 20 through 22. And look at this. Jacob is giving 10% or a tithe. Well, isn't that strange? Neither did he have any written instructions from God on how, he should, how much he should give. That was before the law also. This was before the Bible said that the tithe is the Lord's. So isn't it strange that Abraham and Jacob both would decide on the same percent of their possessions to give back to the Lord? When there were a hundred different decisions they could have made, 1%, 2%, 3%, all the way up to 100%, both decided to give 10%. Well, how did they come to that percentage, folks? Well, I believe that they prayed about it. I can't conceive of a man like Abraham being the father of the faithful and not consulting God about how much he should give. I believe he prayed about it, and I believe God gave him definite instructions about what he ought to give. I also believe Jacob prayed, and God gave him instructions. That's the only way that I can explain how both Abraham and Jacob gave the same amount. So, some tithed before the law. We've seen that already. Now, what about being under the Old Testament law? Well, the tithe was required. Leviticus chapter 27, verse 30. And all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's, and it is holy unto the Lord. Now, I suppose the best-known passage on tithing in the Old Testament is Malachi chapter, or Malachi, rather. <laughs> yes, Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Even from the days of your fathers, ye are gone away from mine ordinances, and have not kept them. Return unto me. And I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But she said, Where, Wherein shall we return? Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But she say, Wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. Ye are cursed with a curse. For ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. So we have tithing by Abraham and Jacob before the law, and we have the tithe demanded now under the law. 
Nearly everybody agrees that tithing is taught in the Old Testament. But what about the New Testament? We'll take the case of the Pharisees in the time of Jesus. Jesus condemned the Pharisees for many things. But there's one thing that he commended them for. And that's the giving of the tithe. In Matthew chapter 23 and verse 23, Jesus said, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin, and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought ye have done, and not to leave the other undone. So he condemned them for omitting the weightier matters of the law, he condemned them for, be, for because of their hypocrisy and likened them unto white sepulchers full of dead men's bones. He condemned them about many, many things. But, folks, listen to this. He commended them on their tithing. He said, these things ye have done and not to have leave, to have leave the other undone. So, Consider the parable of the Pharisee and the publican in Luke chapter 18, beginning with verse 9. Jesus spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous. So Jesus is giving an illustration to men who trusted in themselves that they were righteous. And Jesus said, all right, I want to tell you a story. There were two men, a Pharisee and a publican, and both of them went to the temple to pray. Now remember, Jesus is painting a picture of a good man. Then he is showing a sinner standing over in the corner, smiting himself on the breast and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. So painting the virtues of a good man, Jesus said to the Pharisee, said that the Pharisee rather stood up and prayed, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. Well, that man really never existed. But Jesus is giving an illustration and pointing out the virtues of a good man. And the two virtues were fasting and tithing. So you have Christ commending the Pharisee for their tithing. Here he's teaching that tithing is one of the virtues of a good man. Proportionate giving, folks, is only taught in the New Testament. For instance, in 1 Corinthians, our text verse, chapter 16 and verse 2, Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you... Lay by him in store, as God hath prospered him. That is, portionate giving, folks, as God hath prospered him. In Acts chapter 18, you'll find that the church at Corinth began with converted Jews. If you said to a converted Jew, take portion of your income and give it to the Lord's work, what portion do you think he'd give? Remember that his father Abraham gave 10% before the law. Jacob gave 10% before the law, and then they were commanded to give 10% under the law. So he has been accustomed to giving 10% all of his life. Now that he's converted, he's trusted Christ as his Savior. He's told to give a portion of his income to the Lord's work. Do you think that he's going to give anything less than 10%? Or do you agree with me, folks, based on the study of the Scripture, that he would begin with at least 10%? You see, all through the New Testament, Jesus commended people for giving more than a tenth, but he never commended anyone for giving less than a tenth or the tithe. The widow who gave all of her living was commended by the Lord. The people at Corinth who gave abundantly were commended. He often commended for giving more, but he never commended for giving less than 10%. So what's the rule for New Testament giving, folks? I think it ought to be at least 10% because that's where it all begins.
So someone asked, but doesn't the New Testament repeal the tithe? I don't think so. It repeals the observance of the days and months. It repeals circumcision. It repeals the dietary laws. If you read Colossians chapter 2, but never one time does it mention the tithe ever being repealed. Abraham gave 10%, Jacob gave 10%, the law demanded 10%, the Pharisees were commended for giving 10%. Jesus' teaching on the Pharisee and the publican said that a good man gave 10%. Proportionate giving is taught, and the tithe is not repealed, so every honest Christian and every honest Bible student should agree that Christians ought to give at least 10%. So think about this. Do you want God to bless you? If you obey God in the tithe and the offering, especially the tithe, the 10%, he's going to pour you out the windows of heaven because you've obeyed his word. Folks, if you want to be financially blessed in 2023, in spite of economic indicators, in spite of projected inflation more and the world economy, Who cares? God is still in control. Your God still knows that you have need according to his riches and uh, and glory, and he's going to meet that need if you'll obey him and return the tithe to the storehouse, the place where you're fed. If you're fed through WXAN, then return the 10% to WXAN. God will bless you. This is where you're being fed from. I hear from a lot of you. That's wonderful. We're honored, we're blessed, and we're humbled that you would let us know. So thank you. But folks, return the 10%. You're returning it to God. He gives it. We don't give it to him. We actually return it. But think about this. Some Christians have good questions. They'll say, Pastor David, should I tithe on the net of my income or on the gross of my income? Well, how do you want God to bless you? You want him to bless you on the gross amount or on the net amount? That's up to you. So we see that in today's teaching, the rule of giving is 10%. Now, as time will allow us, let's move forward. Secondly, as we consider giving the believer's responsibility and how to be financially blessed in 2023, consider, secondly, the reward of giving. Proverbs 11.25 tells us, The liberal soul shall be made fat, and he that watereth shall be watered himself also. Malachi chapter 3, verse 10, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse and prove me. Notice how God challenges us. He said, prove me, saints. If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. What about in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 9 and 10? Honor the Lord with with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty. Now, folks, here's one of my favorite verses about giving. Luke chapter 5, or rather chapter 6. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together. And running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye met with all, it shall be measured to you again. Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Think about that. If you want God to bless you, he says, give and it shall be given to you. Now, this principle, we're, we're dealing today with finances, right? Giving the believer's responsibility, the tithe, the 10%. But folks, <coughs> this principle of God in Luke chapter 6 and verse 38 can mean anything. If you give someone a smile, you'll get a smile most of the time. Give someone a frown, you'll get one. Give someone a compliment, you'll get one. Give someone an insult, 
Yeah, you'll get one. Why? It's a law of God. Given it shall be given unto you. So if you want your life to be blessed, be the Spirit-filled Christian presenting the fruit of the Spirit, the love, the joy, the peace, the long-suffering, the gentleness, the meekness, the temperance. And the Bible says, against such there is no law. If you want your life to be a thing of beauty, then be a thing of beauty. Give out those, those fruit of the Spirit, and you'll get that back. Why? Because it's a law of God, and God's Word never returns unto him void. It'll accomplish what God says it'll do. So, folks, consider this. The reward of giving, you're going to get back what you give and more so. Here's what he said. I'm going to read you Luke 6, 38 again. This, let this permeate your heart. Let this get in your spirit today, folks. Listen closely. Give, and it shall be given unto you. The first action is on us. Give. What's the first word of the Great Commission? Go. Churches are not seeing revival. They're not seeing new visitors. They're not seeing souls walk the aisle being saved. They're not seeing revival because they're not going. They're wanting the world to come to them through live stream. They're wanting the world to come through them. You have to go. Get out into the community and hand out gospel tracts. Ha- leave them every drive through you go through. Folks, knock on doors. Share the gospel. Acts 5.42. And in, daily in the temple and in every house, they cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. If you want your church to be blessed, then go forward with the Great Commission. It's the Great Commission. The sharing the gospel of Christ is the word go. And if you want to be blessed in your finances, Luke 6.38, give. You have to give first. And then God responds. You have to go first, pastor, if you want your church to grow. If you're going to see God's blessing of souls being saved and people added to your church, we have to obey first and then God blesses. So the reward of giving is give. The amount we've seen is 10%. As we consider the believe, giving the believer's responsibility and how to be financially blessed in 2023, we've looked at the rule for giving. It's 10%. We've looked at the reward for giving. And what is that? God's going to open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. Let's look at, thirdly, of time we've got left. And i got to hurry now, folks. The reason for giving. First, let me take the negative side. And I don't like this, but I'm going to say it. Number one, you should not be given to God out of embarrassment. I've always been careful about this, folks. I'm not critical of those who raise money. But I'm going to say this. you got to be careful. Don't motivate people to give out of embarrassment or intimidation. I'm afraid that happens sometimes in churches. You should give back to God because you love Jesus. And you want to obey the Word of God and be obedient as a child of God, a follower of Christ. To obey is better than sacrifice. God blesses the obedience of, the, of a Christian who obeys the teaching of the Word of God. The reason for giving, folks, very simply, the reason for giving is because you love Jesus Christ, and he's determined, even though he, he spoke the world into existence, even though he conquered death, hell, and the grave through the resurrection, he's determined to work through his people in today's society and through obedience to his word. When you give your tithe to the Lord, It ought to be a reminder that everything we have belongs to Christ. 
the dollar belongs to the Lord. The billfold, the dollar belongs, that goes, the dollar's taken from belongs to the Lord. The pants that the billfold is in belongs to the Lord. And the man in the pants who's been redeemed by the blood of Christ belongs to the Lord. Our giving ought to be an expression of our love for Jesus. God gave in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave. God's way of giving ought to be our way of giving. You can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. Folks, you want to be financially blessed in 2023 regardless of who's in the White House and regardless of financial indicators and regardless of inflation? Then return the tithe. Give to the storehouse. Give back to God. Support ministry like WXAN Radio where you're being fed. It's a great ministry to give to. No one asked me to do this. God put this on my heart today. You'll be blessed in 2023, and we all need God's financial blessings in 2023, and it'll be based upon giving. It's the believer's responsibility. The reason we give is because we love the Lord, and we want to finance the work of the ministry and see souls saved and miss hell. Uh, The reward of giving is God's blessing upon us, and and the, the, uh, the rule of giving is 10%. It's that simple. Now, if you're not saved, nothing in your life really matters. Jesus Christ died vicariously on the cross over 2,000 years ago. We're sinners. We can't save ourselves. And God so loved us that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus. Christ was sent of the Virgin Mary to live a sinless life, and he did, to go to the cross. And on the cross, he became our sin bearer. He who knew no sin became sin for us, so that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Not in our works, not in our church, not in our philanthropy, not in our giving. Our righteousness, the righteousness of God is only given to us through Jesus Christ, because he was sinless. His sinlessness, His righteousness is imputed to us when we trust Him by faith to be our Savior, by grace, through faith in Him. He died on the cross. He said God took all of our sins, punished Him in our, put Him on Jesus, and punished Him in our place for all humanity, past, present, and future. He was buried in the tomb, and then He was resurrected the third day. And folks, He conquered death, hell, and the grave. And if you're a sinner and you've not trusted Christ as Savior, your hell is your destiny. Come to Christ by faith right now and trust Him as your Savior. Follow me in this simple prayer of faith and put your faith in Christ and be born again. If you'd like to be saved, Jesus, please forgive me of all of my sins. Come into my heart and save me. I'm trusting you and you alone to be my Savior and take me to heaven. Now, if you've done that, I want you to write me an email, drdave13 at gmail.com. DrDave13 at gmail.com. I got some new information for you that's free that'll help you steps in a new direction. So, friends, listen. You want to be blessed in 2023 financially? Give 10% to the storehouse. Give it back to God. He's going to bless you for giving. And you give. Why? Because you love Jesus. This has been the Good Tidings Radio broadcast here on WXAN Radio. We are glad you've tuned in. Be with us again next week. And keep looking up, folks. God is still in control. I bring you good tidings of great joy. Oh, yes. He's finally here. Emmanuel. God is with us. Oh, yes. No to fear. For unto you is born this day, Savior Christ our Lord. So fear not. 
hacer 